you know, what would we do if we actually found out why we're really here? All of us, all at once, right now. <laughs> now that thought hit me the other day and I thought, you know, it would be absolute chaos, you know? Everyone jumping around, people getting naked and stabbing each other. Okay, maybe maybe not that extreme. We're probably pretty extreme. We're pretty extreme people. And we're contradictory by nature, right? You know, I'm pretty sure that even though, even if we knew exactly why we were here, even though it might be true, and let's say we have absolute proof and we can't deny it, I'm pretty sure a lot of people still won't believe it and would act differently because we still have free will, even though we might know the actual proper reason to being here, we might not align ourselves towards that. And I think that's um, an interesting thought, you know, regardless of whether or not the reason we might be here might be good or bad, uh, it's still going to be something that we struggle with. Just like we're struggling with not knowing, we'll struggle with knowing. And I think there's a certain safety within not knowing. But fuck that, right? Let's explore it anyways, and let's see what this universe might actually be. You know, lately I've been stuck with the thought that I think that the universe is simply intelligence trying to understand itself. What type of intelligence that might be, that's up to debate, you know, whether you want to name it God or anything else. But it just makes absolute sense to me, right now at least, that that's the case. And that's what I'll go into in this uh, this episode at least. You know, the past episodes I was talking about paths taken and I had to do two episodes on that because of how much it, it fucked with my mind. And how I started seeing like everything in a system-like structure and all of these systems have so many different parts within those systems and they're all trying to work towards their own things. And within that, every single unit within the system moving in its own direction, that directs the overarching system towards a certain direction. And I, I thought that was interesting, you know, I thought like if we take every single micro decision that happened in the universe so far and how we're here right now and who knows where this is going to go, but there's certain trends that pop out, you know, and these trends are things like how everything moves towards a more a, a higher state of complexity. I've talked about that in depth in other episodes, but it's just from the beginning of everything, it's just everything was a simple structure. And there's, let's say, let's let's be very flexible with when I say structure and system. Let's assume they're both almost the same thing right now. Because a system is a, is a structure of, of, of something, an entity or a being or the universe itself is an isolated system. An isolated system is just a system with nothing coming in and nothing going out. So... We're assuming that the amount of energy in the universe is constant, and we don't know that for sure, you know. We know that so far that the trends of everything has, has been the way, have these things have been the way they are for a while, you know. Light has a limited speed, and gravity pulls at a certain strength depending on the mass of the object doing the pulling, or black holes, or blah, blah, blah. And we don't, do we really know that all of these rules that we observed and understood and wrote down on pieces of paper using laws and, and mathematics, if these are all, these are things that are set in stone, you know, we know that they've, they've been this way for a while, but who knows if the laws would suddenly change in the future, we don't know that. I'd like it if someone proved to me otherwise, because like, this is, uh, <laughs> it's a scary thing because we always try to build patterns, right? And we saw that, okay, this is the pattern that we saw since the beginning of the universe. These are the laws. And within these laws, complexity continued to increase. And there is a certain there is a certain element that goes into this increasing complexity. And I wanted to get into that a bit more. And that's what I've been focusing on lately, because we're, if, if you take things as systems, like I explained in the last episode about two football teams playing against each other, and the fact that they're playing against each other will always mean that they're, they're trying to, each one of them is trying to win, and each one of them has a probability of winning, and that motivates them to, to put in the energy to become better and improve and increase the complexity of the interactions of how the ball moves between each player, right? So what essentially is happening is the energy is moving between different players through the ball. And and it's just 11 people on one side and 11 on another. 
and that ball is going is stuck between two very strong and, and very opposing forces that are both trying to force the ball into a specific location and resist the ball from entering a specific location which is the goal right we don't want them to get goals and we want to get goals so two opposing forces that contend with each other and through that the sport kept keeps on getting better and better especially because of the competition thrown in because of the money and because it's observed by it's the most observed sport we have so there's that pressure you know and it's it's the it's just increasing in complexity more and more and that's in this reality right now this is how efficient energy can move when two opposing forces collide right and that's that's what i'm seeing more and more this collision between different forces and these forces are usually systems that can exert that force through different sides from many different sides because the system has a lot of subsystems in it so <laughs> that's that's what i'm what i'm seeing right now and it's 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 really weird because if we look if we look at the universe and just let's start at the beginning and it was just information information that didn't make sense you know it was just data out there and when i say information i mean uh, all of the atoms all of the chemicals all of you know all of these things hydrogen oxygen uh, nitrogen this is, this is all information and if we take atoms as raw information there's just more complicated arrangements of information and why did they reach a higher stage of complexity of information anyway because each atom on its own had a lack and because of that lack it had to i wouldn't say fix or repair but i'd say it had to fill that gap by sharing itself with something else so that atom shares its positive charge with an atom that has a negative charge and then they bond and through that bonding something new happens and something something that can lead to even newer things happening and then therefore the increase in complexity when these atoms join other atoms to make something more complicated like a molecule or later on a cell that's also working within a bigger system which is us and it's not working for itself it's working for everything other than itself but it's following its own purpose within the system that it's that that exists within it on its own and then within you as a system because you have all of these different cells working together towards one thing you have awareness too which can spot you know make sure that different levels within the system that you inhabit are functioning properly properly and are going in a certain direction awareness is so important to be able to voluntarily look at those imperfections and see how they can be perfected because that's what consciousness a lot of the time is it's an error finding mechanism and that's what we're doing all the time we're finding errors and we judge ourselves and we find errors within ourselves and we we become insecure because of that and we we judge other people and all of that and it's just putting our awareness in a very wrong direction a lot of the time but if it's put in a proper direction to make sure that everything within the system functions properly towards one goal there's nothing that's impossible in that case i want us also to think about how everything that exists within the universe is is a part of the overarching system that we're in which is the universe so everything that exists within the universe is a part of it and the fact that this complexity is increasing within the universe it's an inherent quality to, to the universe itself it's not a separate thing and like if we look at fo- football and how energy is finding the most efficient way and 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 in an increasingly efficient way when two when it comes to two opposing forces very strong forces coming against each other and then energy moves if you ever just look at how a ball moves in in a game of football there where it's bounded with parameters and limits but it's moving from a to b and how it moves is interesting you know this is how how efficient it can be for energy to move from one side to the next and let's let's continue with going back and seeing everything as information everything just just a lot of data and there were rules and parameters inherent to the universe that weren't explored yet because the universe wasn't mature enough there wasn't any meaningful information yet but within all of this data and all of this this chaos something came came out of it from within the chaos 
that can establish order for the chaos and make sense of it and make it a part of itself. So this is what we do since since we're born, man. We we interact with things that we don't know. We're born knowing nothing. And then slowly we make all of these things that we don't know a part of us. And then we use these things that we don't know so that we can interact with other things that we don't know to make them also a part of us. Take language, for example. Language is a, is a prime example of how this functions. We didn't know how to talk. We had no idea how talking happened or what language was, but we absorbed it. And because of because of how different all of these words are and what they relate to, we became we built this understanding of, of what every word meant. And every word meant like eight other words. I looked up the definition of the word definition the other day and I, I laughed a bit because let me check it out again actually. Give me a second. Okay, so the the word definition means what is meant by a word, text, concept, or action. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine words to explain one word. So, <laughs> so that's that's I that's I think like inherent quality to, to to life. You know how something how like something that might be more complicated is explained by using a series of words that are slightly less complicated that sort of carve around it until this one concept makes sense and then we can then use that one word instead of eight words to explain something even more complicated so as a kid you don't know anything about language you don't know anything about anything everything is so different but because it is different you have a framework to start comparing how everything interacts with everything else how things are different and you do that every day you're comparing yourself to other people you're comparing your <laughs> tv shows to other tv shows and another tv show comes that sets the bar high so high that no one can even compare and sometimes we compare the right things sometimes we compare the wrong things and we you can't measure anything if you don't have anything else to compare it to so if you want to measure how long something is you bring a ruler and then you compare that height to the measurement on the ruler, and then you got, get your measurement. It's the same with temperature. And you see how much energy mercury needs in a, in a scale for it to move a certain distance, and that distance signifies a certain temperature. So we can't understand anything unless it's differentiated, unless there's a lot of different things that we can compare it to, because that's how we understand. We understand by producing links between things that might or might not even be related but then it makes sense and then there's meaning for us and this thing so we had information and then we had information that can give meaning to a lot of other information and you give meaning by having some some type of functionality or use and now i can use this mic i can use the laptop i'm giving them meaning but if there was someone like if i don't use the laptop and i like we make a decision, we lock this laptop up and bury it underground so that no one will ever be able to use this laptop again. Then it's not a laptop, then it's just a hunk of metal buried under the ground. The only reason it's a laptop is because I can actually functionally use it and give it meaning. And that's what we're doing constantly. We're giving meaning to everything around us. We're giving meaning to, to sound, we're giving meaning to light. We're giving meaning to the interactions we have with other people. We're giving meaning to, to elements and objects. And we're creating furniture and buildings and roads that people can live in or look at, interact with in general. Because everything that you see, everything, if you're just walking in the street and you look at a tree, you interacted with that tree. Just by you creating that image of the tree within your mind after your brain processed the light energy that came to it through your eyes, right? So within that information, information was was born in a way that can interact with and make sense of more information. And the more information it makes sense of, the more there is to make sense of. Because when you answer a question, 10 other questions pop out. But if we take it to a system-like structure and we realize that every system is inherently imperfect and systems that think that they're perfect usually fail, and systems that have units within them that are corrupt also fail. 
which you can think about as cancer within like if, if, if a cell in your body decided to work for within its own purpose and for its own sake instead of its entire body then then it starts to grow uncontrollably and unsustainably until it kills either itself or the entire system that it's in so what do you do so what you do as a as an aware entity of the system that you're in is that you cut that cancer off as soon as possible so it doesn't affect you and and then then you 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 lose something but you don't lose everything and you're still alive and you can still move forward and you continue and that's what matters so sustainability within systems is the integral part how long and for for how long and how far can a system grow in a changing landscape that's what life had to go through it's every single moment in its existence life has seen so much pain and so much suffering throughout its existence but it also had the pleasure of experiencing pleasure too you know because if you didn't have the pain then you don't have the pleasure and this is the world that we live in it's a world of opposites it's a <laughs> it's a world of opposites that they don't exist opposite of each other but because of each other you know you can't have you can't have a mountain that just goes up it has to go back down again yeah, same with the wave, same with light. The absence of light is darkness, but if it was always light, then nothing can exist if it's not differentiated. And this is why it's important to realize that everything isn't only what it is. Everything is also everything that it isn't. Because that's how that's how we find that's how we define words. Like <laughs> we find find other words to define it, sure. <laughs> but it means like when I say dog. I mean this combination of letters that signify this one animal. So it's just this one animal. It's also not every other animal out there. So that's differentiated and it's there. And the only reason I can know that it's a dog is because I know it's also not everything else. Um, and I think that's an important concept to realize that that this shift that happened, you know, before the universe came into being, it was this one thing that was perfect within its own right you know it, it didn't have anything didn't need anything to change within it right but then everything sort of split and everything had a sense of opposite to it with a positive charge and a negative charge and how a wave goes up but it also goes down and there's how fast it goes up and goes down but it has to go up and go down there is no just up for a wave an energy wave i mean and since we're all energy and we're information <laughs> At the same time, it's going to reflect that inherent quality to energy. Just like you go through your own day, you sometimes you're happy, sometimes you're sad. You go up and it goes down. It's always in a state of change. And that's what uh, the universe is going through, this splitting of everything for it to have meaning. Because if it was one thing, and, and I couldn't look at a dog and say that's a dog, but that's every animal in the world then I can't understand the different aspects that go into what this thing is, right? So, <laughs> so if what I'm saying is if you don't have a differentiated state of opposites, then you can't understand. And if you can't understand, you can't grow as an entity, whatever entity you are. And that's what we're doing every day we're understanding and we're growing within the systems that we're in and those systems are inherently imperfect and they're trying to fill that imperfection just like an atom is trying to find a negative charge in another atom or a positive charge in another atom so it can bond and fill that imperfection god we do it between ourselves by trying to find people around us who can support us and help us become better for example we're finding a mate a female version like a female version of me would be the case or if you're a woman a guy or like we're in the 21st century and we anyone can be with anyone who cares uh <laughs> you know like just just as long as you find something that that fills you in the way that you need to be filled but see that's that's the thing is that it doesn't just fill you it's something that you contend with constantly this uh, this force that you're that you're playing with with this other person or this uh, entity it's causing growth just like the two football teams playing against each other they're both growing 
and in a sustainable i hope it's in a sustainable way you know the how the economy of football is happening right now is a bit weird and how how much the players are being paid but it's important to realize this factor of needing something to contend with in an, in a state of an imperfect system to grow and you see that not only against not only when two football football teams play against each other you see that within the same football team and how the players contend with each other to maintain their positions and not get let let off the team by and being substituted by a younger more athletic version of yourself no you work you continue to work hard and to grow to maintain your position and that improves you, how how well you play and it improves how well everyone else plays within your team and it improves how your team plays against the other team it's also too it's also like we can't forget that as as intelligent beings we we can we can fill in roles in more than a system at the same time so even if you could be a football player you can also be a family man and that's also another part of a system where you have different elements working together in in a certain location a family a mom dad and a few children and and then even though we can we we live in different systems all the time and the systems that we live in exist within even bigger systems <laughs> like like the daughter for example of this football player she goes to school and the school is a part of another system and it's the educational system right and the school itself is a system and it's a part of the educational system and the educational system is a part of the go- like the government and the government has different systems that all have to do they're affected by and they have to do with educational systems right so the educational system affects the economy it affects the the type of people you have living in a place it affects trust it affects politics it affects the environment how how these people learn how to deal with uh, dealing with their own waste and and we we tend to forget how 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 confusing i wouldn't say confusing how complex <laughs> how complicated these systems how complicated these systems are when they interact with each other and any system that thinks its state is perfect will usually crumble like we we saw that with the egyptians we saw that with greeks with the greeks we saw that with the roman empire um these these empires like there's chinese dynasties too where they grew so they grew drastically like <laughs> the romans owned i i can't even put this into words and at some point they still crumbled you know why is that even though their system was able to grow so much how come it crumbled at some point was it not sustainable enough how important is sustainability to life it's so intrinsic to us because the only thing that got us to be where we are is because of the natural selection process that we went through while life itself was contending as a system against nature so you can take nature and consider it chaos and you can look at life and consider it a state of order and order is always trying to contend with chaos and trying to understand it and once it conquers it it takes a part of it and it makes it itself and then it can use it to interact further with the world like the child who learns a word and learns language to be able to learn other words and be able to comprehend more complex thoughts and explain himself better it's the same thing with life we evolved physically for a very long time and there were five mass extinctions and life came out of that and it realized that you know it can it can create stronger creatures it can create more creatures with better endurance or better at hunting or better at whatever and that's how it contended against the environment it was in why did it have to contend with the environment it was in i need to drink some tea ginger and lemon tea man it just does me it does me in does that even make sense <laughs> i love it that's that's what's important so uh life life was contending with with nature with the environment around it the second life existed it existed in a state where resources were finite 
and the amount of resources it can get are finite. The only the things around it that it can eat or take resources from or energy from. And it wasn't just contending with nature, it was contending with itself, right? It's contending within itself, just like you contend within yourself, between your body and mind. And within your own mind, you have different thoughts that fight each other. And then you have your mind trying to control your body, and then you have your body trying to contend with what's outside of it and control that. Life had to contend with other living things, right? <laughs> so that they could compete for those resources, that they're contending with with the environment and that inner that inner contention i need to google this word <laughs> yeah contention good so so within that contention between living organisms there was that competition that caused them to grow and, and develop smarter ways that they can take resources efficiently while at the same time not uh, <laughs> not dying you know and defending defending itself against other species so it's it's again that football thing right how efficient can energy move between two points and that's what we do always we're trying to move energy through us and in a in a way that matters that gives it meaning so we eat and we get energy out of our food and then we get to create some something meaningful out of what, what energy we have we can sit down and and talk about life like i'm doing right now and i'm using the energy that i got from food that got its its energy from the sun and the minerals in the ground and now i'm here using that energy to talk to you guys and that gives that energy a utility that gives it meaning again giving meaning to everything around us right as conscious entities we get to do that and before we were here nothing nothing could move on its own we had to move it now that we're here we move it but before that everything moved in accordance to nature and the laws in this universe and within those laws something within that information that was abiding by those laws was born in accordance to those laws. So this is why if you look into evolutionary biology, you'll see trends in how everything evolved with its relationship to nature that shows us intrinsic qualities to the universe you wouldn't otherwise be able to lay your hands on. So, or pointing your finger to, or at. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's this thing, like, how how you realize systems need resources and these systems are always contending within themselves to fill an imperfect state and whenever you you perfect a perfected state your new state is also imperfect and that's something you need to continue and at the same time you're contending with an opposite of your nature so you have as us we have males and females as a human species and the reason we were able to become this smart is one of the reasons is because of how the selection pressure affected us. Now, before we had to like before we had the selection pressure from a mate, nature itself was always applying selection pressure by killing us depending on certain <laughs> certain environmental conditions. You know, if it's too hot or too little oxygen or a tsunami here or an earthquake there. But now the selection pressure is a lot more focused. It's like a woman would look at a man and see qualities in him and she can decide, do I want to mate with him and produce someone with this, <laughs> produce another entity with this person? Do they have the qualities I need uh, from a mate to survive? You know, and it could be good looks, it could be health, it could be being able to, to provide, it could just be being a kind and gentle person, it could be intelligence, it could be a million things, man. And you have the selection pressure on everyone. I'm sure women feel it too. And and it's just that some something we all have to go through. It's like we want to find a mate regardless of whether or not it's a guy or a girl. And then we, we need to be in a state to be able to be attractive enough for that mate to choose us. And this is why rejection kills, kills us. You know, this is why we don't want to be rejected by the opposite sex. Because it's hard not to take that shit personally. Or it's hard to tell a girl you, you think she's she's beautiful or pretty and then hear her tell you, I don't think that your qualities are worth being 
or your genetics and your genes are worth being uh, given off to the next generation. You know, and that's what the no is basically indirectly saying. And that hurts, you know, definitely it hurts. It it it, it hits your it hits it hits you deep down inside. But that's what's happening here. You're contending with an opposite to you. You're contending with the female or the female's contending with the male, or like I said, twenty first century, you're contending with with uh, with a male if you're a male or a female if you're a female. There's contention. That's that's what's important. And that's that's the fight between chaos and order. Like I could look at a woman and I can I can see her and I might think she's beautiful, and in that state, there's a lot of chaos because I I don't know who she is. I don't know what she is. I don't know how she might hurt me. And approaching her, for example, and talking to her, it might, you know, something might pop out that that would really hurt me. And we want to usually avoid that. We want to avoid information that we don't know, unknowns. Because who knows what's going to come and bite us, you know, and we really don't want that. So how does all of this relate to the universe being intelligence understanding itself? Well, if the universe is information, and it's a lot of information, and now the information is being is in a stage where it's being understood and things and, and the elements of the universe that are also information are being given meaning through us and we're constantly contending with something at every level if we're contending with something in our heads ourself if we're contending between our mind and body and then after we settle those battles and they're not battles that end they're battles that you continually go through that contention doesn't stop but it just finds a balanced state of continually moving in that direction so that goes back to the yin and yang uh, Chinese symbol. It's that so so I'm I'm always I always have this fight in my mind and sometimes I win and sometimes I I lose but it's moving me in a direction that I think is positive for me because I'm constantly contending with myself rather than just being like okay this is what this is because if I thought this is what what it is and this is okay and I don't need to contend then either something within me is going to change that's going to destroy my my environment or something within my environment is going to change that's completely going to obliterate me and I need to be ready for when something changes around me or within myself and I need to be able to accept that as soon as possible and then I need to be able to to translate that through my body and my movements and my words and my actions I have to speak out my intentions and align my mind and body properly so that I can efficiently use my energy in a good direction towards a certain purpose once i get those two things down it's this constant fight that you keep going through but you're in a state of balance that's keeping you going in a good direction then i think it's proper time to find find a mate and find someone who can you can continually contend with afterwards so that you can continue continually grow so i, I just think that this this trend of giving meaning to things that don't have meaning is going to continue that order will always try to make sense out of the chaos until there's some balance reached and that's that's continually happening of course chaos will always increase in complexity and the more we know the more we realize we don't know we start asking different questions we find words that we can use to explain other words and all of that is a lot but if we just accept that the world is opposites and these opposites exist, exist in systems on every level and there's hierarchies to those systems that cause competition within the system itself and who can be on the top of the hierarchy and who on the bottom and then there's awareness that governs each level to make sure that everything is in its proper place and aligned and structured so that it can and flexible enough to be able to withstand change at some point within the future and be able to have the foresight and ability to look into the future and see where things might be going and uh, the attention and willpower to be able to look at things you might otherwise not want to look at like your situation in your life or a specific situation and to just willfully and voluntarily approach that which you do not know and try to conquer it 
And these these things are so inherent to the structure of the systems that we're in and the universe as a whole. And we're just giving more and more meaning and we're understanding more and more and we're understanding ourselves more and more and we're understanding the technology around us more and more and more. And we're it's not just like we're understanding the technology around us, we're also where the progress that technology takes, it's happening in accordance or in correspondence to, to our abilities and not more than that. So a mobile phone, uh, if you look at a mobile phone's evolution, it's just evolving in a way that we can use it better and be able to use its functionality, make more use of its functionality. So it's not like we can just create things that we can't use. We want to create things that we can effectively use using our thumbs because we want to input information into our phones and be able to receive information from our phones through our eyes. And that's why most things on the phone are visual. So now less buttons and more input through us, through our fingers. So even technology is evolving within contention to us. So it's this battle between us and technology and it's evolving towards us and we're evolving towards it. So there's always this relationship between two different entities that cause them both to move in, in a different direction, but in accordance to each other. But none of that could happen if nothing was differentiated and opposites didn't exist. So, yeah, there's information, there's us understanding the information and making meaning out of it. And then this, this, all of this information is chaos and there's order being made out of this chaos consistently. And I think it's essential because what we're seeing is a, is a state of understanding. Once you understand, you can control and we're controlling more and more and more. And we're realizing where we're doing our mistakes and where we're doing well. And... And I think that's the essential part, is to learn our lessons, you know, and and I think as an entity, if you, if you were perfect, but then you created a splitting within that perfection where you created opposites at every layer, and then within those opposites, everything contended because everything is in an imperfect state trying to reach a perfect state, and you experience that at every level and we are the product of that thing happening at every level up until now so we shouldn't differentiate ourselves from it we tend to do that we tend to differentiate ourselves from the things outside of us like if i'm looking at the tea i'm drinking right now ginger lemon tea really amazing guys uh not sponsored though <laughs> imagine sponsored by ginger lemon tea uh yeah <laughs> where where was i <laughs> uh yeah so within this imperfect state that you're growing out from you keep on understanding yourself more and more and eventually you'll understand what it means i don't want to go into into that thought pattern again you know we're thinking this is the universe the universe is experiencing itself through us and we are a product of that and we are the universe experiencing itself and the universe is inherently intelligence and that intelligence is trying to understand itself just like we're trying to understand ourselves constantly i don't think my case is that strong i feel like there's still holes in my in, in this case of thinking that the universe is inherently intelligence understanding itself but it makes sense to me I'll I'll learn how to phrase it better across time, I guess. And if you want to give me your input, uh, you could do that. Just write me a message on Facebook on Midnight Wisdom or go to the website midnightwisdom.com and send me a message there. Facebook's simpler, but but for now that's that's what I got. Um, I just I just think it's funny like this this contention thing of opposites is that we are, we're a part of that and still we tend to separate ourselves from the things outside of us. So when we look outside of ourselves and I look at this tea, like I was saying, now, now I know what I was saying. If I look at this tea, <laughs> if I look at this tea, I think it's outside of me, right? But the fact that what I'm seeing is the representation of what this means to me in my head, 
my brain is creating this for me and it's inside of my brain what I'm seeing. So as much as I think it's outside of me, it's actually not. It's actually inside of me. Not the ginger tea itself, but the representation of this information is inside of me. And we still separate ourselves from that a lot. So like if I if I look at people, and recently I've been looking at people and I've been thinking, like I, I start seeing people as more beautiful in general. As ugly as they might be, you know, I just look at people and I think they're beautiful. Because they're just people just trying to do their best, trying to make sense of something they really don't know anything about. And they're doing the best with everything that they have. They might have been given a very shit hand and they might have been raised by horrible people or they might just have bad genetics or the lack of self-awareness or the willpower to change things that matter. But they're, they're people and we're weak by nature. And I'm just generally starting to see people as more beautiful. And I think like, because I see people as more beautiful, I think that's a reflection of, of what I think the world is within myself, this relationship that I have with the world, right? So I think if, if you were a person and you looked at a lot of people and all you thought was how ugly these people are, then that's also a presentation of how you are deep down inside. And... You know, you might want to change that a little bit. But we, we think that what, what we are perceiving outside of us isn't inside of us or it's separate from us, but it is us. And the opinions and judgments we form, they're all inside of us. And we need to contend with that first. And we need to understand why we think this way and what's causing us to think this way. What happened in my past that's making me think this way or... Why do I look at life uh, negatively or why, why would I look at it positively? And then understand ourselves a lot better. And through that, we gain more and more control around the things around us. And we're able to arrange things in certain ways and understand them more and give them meaning. So if, if I had to think of a, con like, of a cosmic narrative, I think it's, it's that, meaning. I think meaning is, is so important is like when you give this information something to something that makes it more than just simple information. You know? So yeah, that's my that's my midnight wisdom for tonight. But I wanted to to bring you guys up to speed on what's going on with my life. So Again, working a lot on the book, um, working on publishing my first course within the next two weeks. I hope I, I make that deadline that I gave myself. And you know, I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself, and I, I don't, <laughs> I don't work well when I put pressure on myself. I find I work best when I, just do for the sake of doing, and I want to do this, and I'm doing it for the sake of doing it. But I need to finish this soon, you know? It's important. I graduate soon and I need to, to sort of build this structure, foundational structure I want to continue myself on properly. And then I'll be able to to get more out of, out of moving everything around like I think it needs to be moved, I guess. Because <laughs> that's what conscious, conscious thought does. We can consciously arrange stuff. Otherwise, um, uh, yeah, I left my old apartment, so no more podcasts there. It was really nice living there while I did. I, I want to talk a little bit more about, uh, about living there in another episode, because I think that could help a lot of people, especially with apartment hunting, because I've been apartment hunting a lot. And now I'm living at a friend of mine, uh, a friend of mine's place, and he's, he's really cool, but he, he left to Paris and Morocco for two weeks. So I have his place for myself and I have to find a place by the end of this month. And what was really cool was, uh, you know, after the, the last episode, Midnight, uh, Midnight Moments, Childish Bus Rides, when I started clapping with one finger and those kids uh, started copying me and we became like best friends and they gave me hugs at the end. <laughs> I loved that. And it turned out we were neighbors, but I no longer lived there. But... Before going into that bus, I I was visiting an apartment 
to see if I was going to live there. And I talked about that. And, uh, and when I went in, there were these two cute girls that I never met before. And we talked and we had a really nice conversation. And I thought one of them was, was particularly cute. And like I just liked how she, um, I don't know, carried herself and how she approaches life in a lot of ways. Because we talked for about 45 minutes getting to know each other because we would have lived with each other. And I I left... And then that bus ride happened, and then uh, then I moved here, and it turns out that my friend's place is actually only ten minutes away from this apartment that I visited, where this girl lives, and she like she lives about five minutes away from my favorite cafe, so I I was chilling at this apartment. I was like, yeah, I want to go have a have a coffee and and write. I I don't drink coffee usually. It was tea. Uh, I was gonna have a tea and write, and I went to this cafe and I wrote, and then I was walking back home and I passed her place and I was like, "Oh shit, that's her place." I wanted to take a closer look, and I I saw that it was, and then I was thinking like, "Fuck, like I I wouldn't mind ringing ringing up and just asking, you know, if she wants to have a tea or something," but I thought, you know, I'd do it later. So I was walking back home. I turn my head around and I start walking walking back home, and I see. <laughs> I think to myself, like, I see a girl from a bit far away and I think to myself, man, imagine if that was her. I think that would be really funny. You know, how, how am I supposed to explain how or what I'm doing in front of your apartment out of nowhere? You know, I'm just this random dude in her eyes and she doesn't know me. She doesn't know my intentions. We just talked for 45 minutes. I thought she was cool. I don't know if she thought I was cool, but she was there, you know, and I, I was like thinking how funny it would be if that was her and it was her. And then she saw me and I saw her and I, I smiled and I'm like in my head thinking, okay, okay, fuck, you know, this is happening right now. I was planning on meeting her, like ringing up and meeting her later, but now I'm meeting her right now. Surprise life. You know, life just surprises us sometimes. And I thought, you know, in the moment, you know, fuck it, I, I need to be as honest as possible and be as genuine as possible. So I... I looked at her, I smiled, and I, I told her exactly what went down, you know, like, I, I moved into this place now, and I was at a cafe, and I was walking home, and I saw your place, and I, I would have loved to, to meet you, because I, I just think you're you're beautiful and, and cool, and, no, I think I just said, I, I think you're really, really beautiful, <laughs> yeah, but what was what was really nice is how she reacted. You know, she made a joke about just coming from a yoga class and looking like a homeless person, and uh, that she doesn't look this weird uh, normally. And then she invited me up for a coffee, for a tea again. Tea uh, was like ten ten p.m. or something. So so yeah, she asks me if I'd like to have a tea, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, I'd like to have a tea. So we go upstairs, and uh, it's all in German, by the way. Uh, we go upstairs and we talk. We she makes us some tea and we just talk for an hour and a half and it was lovely just getting to know her. Just a, such a genuine and, and fun spirit, you know, really, really genuine, really understanding, really just nice getting to know someone like that. And at the end of it, she tells me like, "Yo, uh, by the way, I I I'm not single. I have a boyfriend." But I really like this, you know, I like your company, so we could do this again. I'd like to get to know you too. So I could give you my number and we can meet again. We're neighbors practically, so that's cool. And I'm like, yeah, that, that sounds cool to me too. So we met today in the morning and we had pancakes <laughs> together. We made homemade, homemade pancakes and we continued talking. I just think like, that's so lovely how, how, how much of a coincidence it was that we met because... Uh, part of me, like a part of me was like, after leaving that apartment was like, yeah, I wish I get I get to know this girl a little bit more. And then I was I was at the cafe and I was planning on writing for two hours. But after one hour, I really felt like I, this feeling I got that just told me I need to leave this place right now. And I listened to it. And I left. And... When I was walking by her place, that's like when I noticed her place. And then like something told me, just go check if like that's her place. Go check like, I don't know, something told me to move closer to her place. And I did, you know, and then 
I was walking back and that's where she was there in front of me. Like, what are the odds that I, I left at exactly that exact that exact same moment and and went there and walked back right when she was coming back from her class? You know, what are the odds that by just listening to what my my inner being was telling me to do that I ended up being in this situation? And then I was honest about it completely. And then, like, now we're friends, you know, and I don't expect anything from her at all. I just think she's a wonderful person to spend some time with. And I think it's pretty cool that she, I don't think she expects anything from me either, you know. Usually I think that girls might be a bit scared because they think that the guy would act in a certain way to try and get closer until he can, like, pounce on his prey and uh, and conquer, let's say, or seduce or whatever, you know. But I personally, I'm personally just curious who her boyfriend is because if she's that cool, then he must be like a super cool dude too. Um, so that was like the thought that went in, into my head. I was like, yeah, I'd, I'd really like to meet this guy. <laughs> I want to see like how, how he is, what, what he's about. Because <sighs> if she's that open and honest and, and intelligent and all of that, then I wonder like who who he is. And yeah, it's just refreshing to be honest to to meet someone that that's that's that genuine, and I'm I'm happy that life like threw something like that that my way, and I at the same time don't I don't want to push this to be anything. I really appreciate it for exactly what it is, and I don't know. She might be listening to this podcast right now, and uh, who knows what she'll think? You know, I'll talk to her about it later. <laughs> see what's up um but generally like i just what i take out of this is to never be afraid of just being honest about about what you are or your intentions and i think genuine honesty is usually the best way to to deal with a lot of things especially if your intention is inherently good you know if your intention isn't good whatever good or bad is to you um i don't think that usually works out but who knows you know (laughs) who knows uh anything really and yeah just need to find a new place it's almost midnight and I need to upload this episode before the week is finished (laughs) right and yeah those pancakes we did were pretty cool really good pancakes you guys should have pancakes too (laughs) if you get the chance and shower with cold water I haven't reminded you in a long time just try it out you know just (laughs) shower in hot water for 30 minutes i don't i don't care just like put the cold water on for one second just to see how it feels i understand that it's not gonna hurt you you know sure it's something you don't know and it's scary to interact with things that you don't know and sure it's it's cold i get it but just do it (laughs) um face your rational fears Try to contend with yourself at every level you can. And that starts by pushing yourself to do things you otherwise don't expect yourself to do, like showering with cold water. With that, I end the second edition of Theories of Existence. And let's see where this thing goes, right? It was nice talking to you guys. Take care.